I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night and it just really gripped my heart. Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio. I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end. So I just, you know, was probably by that time, almost 1230, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home and just driving in my car, crying and filled with peace and joy and, and just feeling the presence of the Lord. It was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. It's been observed that wives have a lot of power when it comes to physical intimacy in marriage. But this is a subject that both women and men are pretty uncomfortable talking about. I'm John Fuller, along with my friends and Focus colleagues, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. And Erin, you do a lot of counseling, and I wonder how common it is for you to have a wife say, you know, I just don't feel like having any sort of intimacy with my husband. Very common. Um, I hear that quite a bit, but it's really looking at it. It can come from both directions that it could be a wife. It could be a husband saying, I don't want to be intimate when there's been conflict, when there's been, you know, unresolved issues, when there's stress um, that impacts intimacy in a marriage that impacts the desire to have sex. It's interesting because the definition of sexless marriage is when a couple has sex less than 10 times a year, and the, the predominance of that is great. Hmm. There's They say that 15 to 20 percent of couples are considered sexless. That's a much higher number than I would have anticipated. Why is that? Yeah. Well, it's digging in and figuring out what is the core issue here. Is it we're in a stressful season? Is it we're raising small children? Is it that we're disconnected in that I've shut my heart down towards my husband? Or maybe it's a husband that's pursuing um, a career and has eyes on other things, or maybe someone has an addiction. So there's many different reasons that that can be going on, a hormone issue. So it's digging in together in figuring out what is it, because otherwise I'm going to tell myself all kinds of stories about what's going on with my husband mm-hmm. and why this is going on and, and jumping to conclusions that may be correct or incorrect. Got to get it out. Got to talk about it. And uh, let's go ahead and listen now to Arlene Pellicane, who uh, discussed this matter with Jim Daly about prioritizing your marriage and uh, connecting even physically. Arlene is always a very energetic guest and has some very creative acronyms for how to connect with your spouse. Um, Let's talk about the DREAM, um, the acronym and what the letters stand for. Yeah, D is domestic tranquility, which I know to some of you seems like an oxymoron, but it's Well, the the word domestic makes everybody's hair go up, so you're really saying just peace in the house. Peace in the house. Have your home be a happy place. It doesn't mean that it has to be perfectly neat and picked up, but it's a place your husband wants to go, domestic tranquility. Hmm. R is respect, that you have respect for your man. E is eros, and it's that Greek word for that uh, romantic love. 
A is attraction, that you are still attractive to your spouse, and the M is mutual activities, that you do things together. Hmm. Uh, Arlene, I want to pick up with a sensitive topic. It's more that eros you yes. talked about. And so if you've got small listeners around, you might want to move them away from the radio or turn it down and come back to us in a few minutes. Um, but in that context, um, I'm really saddened by some of the data you had in your book where you talked about uh, 47% of Christians, Christians, people that are mm-hmm. identifying as Christians, say pornography is a major problem in mm-hmm. their home. Uh, that's a shocker. That yeah. shocked me. Um, but talk about what's happening in our physical intimacy, mm-hmm. what you're seeing through your research. You've talked to literally hundreds of women. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that lonely spot? What's happening? Why is there so much dysfunction around something that God gave us as a wedding present? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think women can be very defensive about this, that they'll say, well, men are just made this way, but I am not made this way. And the idea of this is something God created for both of us and for mutual enjoyment, and that it is that mutual service. We get all bent out of shape about First Corinthians. It says, my body doesn't belong to me, it belongs to him. And then his body doesn't belong to him, it belongs to me. And it's this mutual submission to one another that I think is so important, but that we have to embrace. And I think we can, as women, put too many things on our schedule. We'll see the things that are trivial and we'll make them important. So, for instance, we will, you know, plan an amazing birthday party for our child. We will go the extra mile at work. We will bring the casserole to someone who is sick. We will volunteer for the church activity. And then when it's time, well, let's be intimate with my husband. It's like, well, I don't have time for that. You know, that's way Mm. down on the list. But when you think about it, if that casserole doesn't get made and, you know, you didn't volunteer for the thing... All of those things would continue, but your relationship with your husband, that's something that only you can feed and love and nourish and strengthen. Mm. And so I think for many of us, it's saying, okay, I need to say no to other things so I can say yes to having a really good love life with my husband. You know, even myself, when I'm writing books or when I'm speaking, you know, to talk very frankly, it's like, that's all okay with my husband as long as we, I have enough energy to say our physical relationship is important. But if it's like, I'm way too busy for this, then it all falls apart. Well, and I think you're uh, putting your finger right on a big issue in the culture, including the church, mostly the church. Um, And that is... uh, I think men, and you quote Bill Farrell, who's been yes. on the program, yeah. John, Bill and Pam mm-hmm. Farrell, they have who talks nice. about men having a cycle like right. women have a cycle. Yeah. And it is a more frequent cycle. Yeah. I think one of the, the reasons men are getting into trouble in this mm-hmm. area is that that need is not being met. And I know that's dangerous ground. Yep. And I know that you're the female voice here. I'm the male voice. And we need to recognize. I actually have a funny story for you yeah, that I think but, about, should I say this on the radio? Well, now now we need to hear it. Yeah, now you have to hear it. When James and I were first dating, it was like our second date, and I was meeting his parents, and this is the second time we're kind of sitting as boyfriend, girlfriend with his parents, and his dad said, I have advice for you, three words, and his James's mom and James were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, and he said, if you marry my son, I have three words of advice for you, kill him sexually. That's what he said to me. Oh, my word. Kill him. 
And what I was did she like, mean by that? I was like, what? And he said, make it so he'll never look at another woman well, again. Well, and that, I think, And in so the you end is understand the, point. the advice is make sure that your husband is happy, satisfied, full, and then it will be much easier for him not to give in to everything that he's looking at in the culture. Yeah. Because let's face it, you know, women, we don't have these like pictures of men's thighs in advertising because we're not turned on by that. And it's not, we're not visually stimulated like that. But a man, of course, is surrounded day after day after day by all this eye candy. And if we as women are disrespecting his need for sexual intimacy, then it's going to make it easier for him to stray. And I, I'm hearing you. I can hear you literally through the microphone saying, what about his responsibility before the Lord? We get that and we yeah. understand that. And that appetite needs to be bridled so that yes. if it isn't as frequent... Yeah. He, he's it's not, not finding an excuse. An excuse. Yeah, it's not I an excuse make sure for the man. That. And the man is still fully responsible Correct. before God mm-hmm. for his actions. Yeah. But we women could kind of help it out a little bit. Absolutely. In fact, again, you quote Joyce Pinner. You talk about something she's talked about, duty sex versus decision sex. Yeah. I find that very interesting. Yes. What's the difference? Yeah, because I was asking her. I asked them this question, you know. How can a woman get herself more in the mood? And they talked about how she's got to think of it, not as this, oh, I've got to do this, this to-do list, but instead to say, wait a minute, you know, it's been this amount of days, and this is something we really need to do, so I'm going to decide to make time for this. Time so to throw a birthday party. Time to, yeah. <laughs> for her husband. For her husband, right. And he may have, you know, a few birthday parties. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate that. It's important. I hope it, it doesn't cause you, as you're listening, mm. to simply rebut what we're talking and about. To make Think it, and about really it. to make it something fun. And you know, it sounds very serious and weighty, but to realize this is the something that we born out of affection and that this will come naturally. I really love Arlene's approach to this topic. And Greg, you know, as men, it seems like it's easy for us to kind of struggle with selfishness in this area. Um, how can we go about having honest conversations with our wives about physical intimacy without um, manipulating them. Yeah, and one of the things too that I that I noticed Arlene talked about, and and I loved her father in law's advice: kill him sexually. So she's talking about you know her sexual relationship with her husband. Um, I I, I just want to make it clear because she talked about that that the, kind of the point of his advice was to be available to her husband sexually, so he wouldn't have many chances to desire other women. And and I just one just want to say that that Aaron is not responsible for my choices. Um, if this is not a burden on a no, woman to please him, so it, he doesn't stray. Not at all. That that I'm responsible for that, and and I don't want to exist in within my marriage to Aaron with ever her feeling that burden or responsibility or pressure or that fear? if she's not open yeah. sexually, then, oh gosh, will Greg stray in, in, in that. It, so I just want to be really clear that at the end of the day, I don't want her to have that sort of pressure or feel that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, there, well, me. there is a truth though. I mean, if a couple is not having sexual intimacy, their, their marriage is going to be weaker Creates and perhaps all kinds of more challenges susceptible. and strains and yeah. we need to deal with that. But I don't want Aaron to go, well, okay, then I'll have sex just so that you yeah. don't start looking at other women. Yeah. That That's just not true. And the number of times I can't even begin to tell you that I sit with a couple in my counseling practice and the woman will be carrying that burden thinking he had an affair or she had an affair. It can be the husband as well. And they're carrying that responsibility. Like they, 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 they were the it. reason. It's their, yeah. yeah, it's their fault. And it's so wonderful to be able to look at them and say, this isn't on you. 
they have ultimate responsibility for their choices, whether that's having an affair or seeking pornography, whatever. But just recognizing you're each responsible for how you show up and the choices you make. So make a choice to come together and, and begin to have the conversation. So if I'm feeling rejected on a on a regular basis because because Aaron won't respond to my offer then let, let's begin to talk about that. Let's talk about the emotions, the rejection maybe that I'm feeling or maybe the pressure that, that Aaron's feeling, whatever they are. But let, let's start training our marriage that it's okay to have real, honest, straightforward conversations about yeah. sex. And mm-hmm. let's figure this out. Otherwise, we need to go get help. Yes. Even today, I was with a couple and they were talking about sex and the woman had asked me, please, on our next session, please ask me, how is your sex life? She wanted accountability. She wanted me to check in on them and on her specifically. And one thing that I asked them to do before we meet again is to really have a conversation about what would infusing safety, emotional safety into your sex life look like? What would that mean for each of you? And just really looking at what what would cause me to feel safe emotionally, safe to open up, safe to engage. Mm-hmm. What would that mean and what would that look like? Really good advice. And I so appreciate the wisdom and the candor that you two uh, approach this topic with. It really is a tough subject for so many couples. If that's you, please give us a call. We have caring Christian counselors. They can guide you through kind of what some of the uh, primary issues might be that can uh, actually make a referral to a trusted counselor in your own area. We have a network of counselors we work with, and they can also tell you about some resources. 800, the letter A, and the word family. And uh, when you make that call, we'll set up a time for them to give you a call back that works for you. And then uh, we heard from Arlene Pellicane today, and she's got uh, the rather lighthearted book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. It really is a wonderful tool for wives in pretty much any season or stage of marriage, and it's available when you make a generous gift of any amount to this ministry today. So we'll have the link for donating to find out more about the book and if you need, to find out more about our counseling team. All of that in our newly improved show notes. More from Arlene next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.